You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, welcome in, guys. Garden Report, Gerard Blakely at the Garden, uh, along with Bobby Manning, uh, Josue Pavone, Tim Shields, Ahmed Bhattacharji. Only sad loser not at tonight's game is this guy right here. <laughs> wait, timeout, John. Oh, wait a minute. I don't have any timeouts because Joe Mazzula took them all. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> How about that? How about Joe? Listen, this was this may be my favorite Joe Mazzula coach game all season long because he did he made the adjustment and and we 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 talk about him in a damn timeouts all the time but this was he absolutely nailed it time out after time out after timeout this was the Joe Mazzula that you're going to win a championship with if you're the Boston Celtics the way he managed this game love what he did tonight. Loved it. How about that? We're leading with Joe Mazzula <laughs> coaching well. Talk, uh, talking timeouts. We're talking timeouts, John. No, I mean, it was such a big story in the last game. And again, I, you know, I, I've used the expression a ton. It is re- really low-hanging fruit because it's a thing that everyone can understand. And I'm not, you know, not to demean any of Celtics fans. I think it's actually, you know, one of the more educated fan bases out there just in terms of understanding basketball and what's going on. But the timeouts is such an easy thing that everybody can grab a hold of. It doesn't mean it's not real. It's just it, it it just is something that everyone can kind of see. But it's the fact that everyone can see it, it, it that made it such a big big story because it's like that's what you do as a coach. Right. You call timeouts. It's like the in-game management. That's kind of what you do, right? But. No, he did that. I also, I mean, I tweeted semi-jokingly, but I mean, you know, I think love is the is the is the reason Jalen Brown hit that free throw to send the game to overtime, right? It's Joe Mazzulla's love, you know. So love and trust—that's what it's all about, right? That's uh, that's how this game went, and just such an interesting game because it's again you talk about like these bipolar, you know, weird mood swings that you have watching the Celtics these days. Um, you know, you can kind of get yourself all revved up and like, well, Tatum and Brown are going to play like ass like this. Um, obviously, they're going to lose. And then all of a sudden, Tatum starts to find find his rhythm a little bit. And then all of a sudden, Jalen Brown out of nowhere finds his. And then he gets to overtime and he just explodes uh, and, you know, takes the game over himself. And they're just completely rewriting the narratives of this game that was heading in a, a totally different direction. This game, for most of it, felt like the Lakers should have been up double 
15, 16, 17, they yeah. could never put the Celtics away. They hung in there, hung in there, hung in there. And then, uh, you know, they, 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 they kind of, you know, they caught fire late. You had Tatum really didn't show up until, you know, five minutes to go in the third and he scores 15 points in that five minute stretch there. He did all, almost all of his damage in that little window, but that was essential to kind of getting them back into things there. You know, Lakers had gone up nine or 11 and they cut that back and they took the lead going in. Uh, just a weird, it, like just a weird, weird game. It, it was, it was. Weird and game it, to get your finger on the pulse of it. You know, it couldn't quite figure out. There was no real rhythm or flow to it. No, no, you're right, though. I mean, because Tatum had that amazing third quarter stretch, and you're thinking, you know, he's just going to carry this into the fourth, and they're going to win. And it just didn't happen. And, and you know, Jalen Jalen had, you know, he, he had 37. If it wasn't for foul trouble, Jalen probably would have went for 50 tonight. Holy crap, I mean, right? I mean, you know? I mean, it, it was like every single matchup that he had, he won. And there was, there was, I mean, LeBron got some of that. Troy Brown got some of that. You know, good friend Dennis Schroeder, he got some of that. You go down the line of, of, of Lakers players, and Jalen Brown dominated that matchup over and over and over again. He did, and only- but again, the narratives of this game could have gone so many different directions. Yeah. J- Jalen Brown, for all of his heroics in the fourth quarter and dominating those matchups, had a stretch of three straight plays back-to-back-to-back to back to back where he forced a really, really, really yep. difficult, ill-advised shot in the fourth quarter. Got caught napping as Patrick Beverly just kind of stormed in there, not blocking out. He turned his head, didn't pick anybody up. Beverly comes in for that massive jam. Then Jalen, on a really great play, misses a wide open three. So that doesn't go in his direction uh, at all there. Uh, And then he just, you know, when it did get to overtime, he just absolutely took over the game uh, and uh, and 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 put it away. It was, you know, the whole thing was, you know, just like I said, just the the swings of this game were so interesting. Yeah, yeah, and the thing that that for me, just watching it from here, was was a little bit frustrating. Was you could see Tatum going through a stretch where he just wasn't locked in at both ends of the floor. Remember, weird, he was disconnected. Yeah. There was there was that stretch like in, in near the uh, end of the second quarter where they're up by like a couple of points and the guy that he should be guarding leaks out and he sees him leaking out and Jay or excuse me Jason doesn't get back enough and you know he had a layup earlier in that second quarter where the reason he got the layup was because he didn't get back on defense. Those were the moments that just frustrate the hell out of me because to me you're cheating the game a little bit when you're trying to you're taking shortcuts and and Tatum this season for the most part has not been about the shortcuts and it was it was disappointing to see that but listen they win this game because Jalen Brown showed up when it absolutely mattered most and they got so many other guys no that were chipping in Malcolm Brogdon Grant Williams Derek White you go to now Al Horford hit a big three which is one of the few shots he made uh they needed the entire group to get this win this was without question, one of their better team wins. Because even though Jalen Brown's number stood out for, for obvious reasons, so many other guys chipped in for this I win. know, but it's again, it's it's an overtime game, and they scored 125 points at 18 assists. This didn't feel like a great – like No. It was this, not they, – they weren't moving the ball at all. This was a really weird, sticky game. You know, like I said, it's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of ISO from these guys. The difference right. was – just they got hot at the right times, as I said. Yep. Tatum with one little stretch, and that's it. That's yep. all. He was not good tonight. He was yep. not good at all tonight. Say, save for that fifteen quarter, fifteen points in five minutes stretch in the third quarter where he got hot, uh, and then you know Brown, uh, you know who 
just kind of, you know, exploded there, um, you know, late and especially in overtime. I think it's 11 in OT, um, you know, and just got it all done. But, I mean, not a high assist game. Again, you're going to talk about this offense. This offense was a this offense was a mess most of the night. And, like, you know, the person, that, you know, like the for the for for that for that I hate Marcus Smart. Say it, say it, John. Say it, say it. I'm saying <laughs> for the people out there, for the I don't like Marcus. These guys are taking some heavy, heavy L's yeah. uh, these last few days because this offense has really looked pretty gross uh, without him uh, in these last four games here. And yeah, again, they, it, they get the win here, but the offense looked bad most of the night um, and some good individual performances, um, you know, heroic, you know, again, Jalen, who was outstanding, um, you know, when they needed him to, to, to pull out the W. Yeah, and there was a lot of detachment at both ends of the floor for Boston. And, and to me, uh, again, it's a reminder that you can probably get through maybe a game or two here and there without Marcus Smart. But when you look at what happens when you've got an extended stretch and you don't have him out there, you're going to have dogfights in games that you should be yep. absolutely running over teams. This game should never have been as close as it was when you look at the players that the Celtics have on their roster and who the Lakers have. There, there's no way this game should be going to overtime. But again, with out Marcus Smart, you don't have that glue guy that makes sure everyone is where they need to be and guys are getting the ball in their sweet spots. And defensively, what bothered me about this game was some of those blockouts that didn't happen. You know, Russell Westbrook coming from the corner with a tip in, Patrick Beverly with that putback jam. That should not happen. And I'm you cannot convince me otherwise that that would have happened under Marcus Smart's watch. Uh, those guys may get points, but I don't think they're getting those type of buckets. Hey, by Manning here. Wanted to take a second to tell you about betonline.ag, which remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL playoffs here in January to pro and college basketball rolling on, UFC, MMA, and more. You always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online with live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag today. Or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code CLNS50. That's CLNS50 to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. I've never really understood in general. Like, I don't know what the... Where at what it's almost like major league baseball players and bunting, you know, you just stop taking it seriously, and it's like a really just simple fundamental thing, and nobody can do it, and they don't practice it, and they don't take it seriously in BP. Then you have to lay down a bunt, and absolutely nobody can do it. I don't know at what point in your basketball development blocking out ceases to be something that you give a shit about doing. It's remarkable to me how just nobody in the NBA boxes out, but I mean. At least find the, at least locate the guy. Celtics weren't even, I understand, instead of really getting down and blocking out, most people will just put a hand and feel for somebody. But Celtic, in many of these cases, these putbacks, they weren't even feeling for anybody. Everyone's just standing around looking up. I mean, what are you doing there? Like, don't you realize everybody wants that ball? You have to be at least cognizant of where people are around you. Yeah, and I, I, the thing, again, I, I don't understand how you can be like that, knowing that 
You don't have your best perimeter defender in Marcus, and you don't have your best line of defense in Rob. You have to be more locked in on what your assignments are defensively, especially little things like blocking out. Uh, it, it, again, it, it's, it may sound like, you know, basketball one-on-one, but when you see it not happen, you get yourself in situations where a couple of points here mean the difference between winning this game in regulation or having it go to overtime. And, and thankfully for the Celtics, getting Jalen Brown, who, by the way, played a lot of this game in foul trouble, uh, a lot of this game in foul trouble, still managing to make an impact. Uh, so it's a good win only because you found a way to survive on a night when you did not have your best game and you didn't have your best players for the most part available. Yeah, you had Brown in foul trouble. Tatum, I don't think, sat out from the second quarter on once he came back in there. Um, I, I think he played the whole half, uh, whole second half, uh, start to finish. And a lot of that had to do with Jalen Brown picking up the, the fouls there uh, early, the fourth foul and the fifth foul, um, even though JB played a ton of that fourth quarter with five fouls. because You had to go with him. You're already down two guys. Um, and, I mean, he basically played seven guys tonight. They cut the rotation way short. You yeah. gave Hauser and Pritchard a couple minutes in the first half, but they didn't see the court in the second half at all. Luke, mm-hmm. you gave him a little bit of time. I know they were playing a little fun switch and go there at the end, uh, offense-defense sort of situation with Luke, but he didn't get a lot of run either. Grant Williams fouls out. You know, this was a tough game to kind of, you know, stay in there and hang on, um, you know, with the, with the personnel that they had. And, I mean, outside of Brogdon, I mean, you're five minutes – Zero points, Hauser. 16 minutes, two points, Cornette. Six minutes, zero points, Pritchard. That's it. But Brogdon yeah. had a terrific game offensively. And you know what? Brogdon saved their uh, Brogdon saved their butts, I think, offensively, too. When, um, In addition to Brown, obviously, when Tatum was floundering, Brogdon mm-hmm. definitely kind of took charge and just started going to the bucket and getting some easy buckets and easy looks there uh, when the stuff wasn't going down for other people. So he was pretty huge tonight. Oh, he he was definitely huge. And not only was he huge in terms of scoring, but just his ability to put stress on that defense, which I thought loosened it up for some other guys. You know, when you think about the Lakers and you, and you got a situation where you have an Anthony Davis tonight, for example, coming off the bench, you've got a Russell Westbrook who was brutal uh, for most of this game. I, I I don't recall seeing a guy I don't even that know what he's doing half the time. Listen, I don't know of any of, of too many guys who are probably going to be first ballot Hall of Famers who had just as dramatic a drop-off as he did. And in this game, he his most of his points came with tippets. And I run as, as it turned out, just when the Lakers really could use a three-ball, Russell thought, that's my time. And he had yeah. a great look at it. And great just, look. But, but what, the, what does it matter if you've got a great look at it when you can't hit them? I mean, it doesn't exactly. really matter. He's shooting friggin' – I mean, it's just, it's just not him, man. I mean no. – no, and, and the way the Celtics defended him, I mean, it was like the minute the ball swung to him, Grant would take a step back, Al would take a step back. They were just basically saying, shoot the damn ball, we dare you. And the one time he took that shot, no one had any confidence other than Russell that it was going to go in, and it didn't, so... Um, oh. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
that's what you want out of him. Uh, yeah. That's what you that's what you want Russell to do. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've gone this far. I think we'd be negligent not to at least mention uh, the foul um, call. What foul? What foul? I have no first idea. First of all, yeah. First of all, I don't care about the foul as much. Which it is amazing that LeBron James doesn't get a call. Um, yeah. But I will say. Those two moments, his epic. I I've got four year old twins, Sherrod. I haven't seen it. I I've never seen them throw a tantrum as 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 theatrical and dramatic and extended as LeBron James just there. I mean, I, that was. I mean, if that were Grant Williams, he would have been. He would have been. He would have been ejected from the next twelve games. Like it, you know, that was un. I've I, he should have gotten eleven technicals on that one rant. Um, and on top of that, the friggin' camera move from Pat Beverly was unbelievable. Yeah. I yeah. just, I, I love that. We'll bring in Joe Sway as well. Um, What's up, buddy? John, I was I was uncomfortable, man. Man, I've never seen a player just completely melt down like that. It like, was literally just like your kid when one of your children go. Sherrod will probably know when one of your children just go boneless because they just have they, they had complete meltdown. I was waiting for him to do like the spin around on the ground thing, you know, when they were like really upset. Yeah. I thought he was gonna do that. Yeah, yeah. It it always <laughs> makes me laugh. It always makes me laugh. I, there's zero sympathy when I see you have that kind of meltdown, whether you are four or forty. <laughs> I, 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 I don't care. Get your ass it's up and try to make a play. Yeah. <laughs> Either way. Either way. Get your ass up and try to get Hitting try to make a ground, play. Crying. Oh my god. And I just got out of uh, uh, Darvin Ham's uh, press conference, and he kept saying over and over again, "Look, they didn't come down to that. That's not the reason why we lost." He's but right. it's frustrating. He went on and on. I'm sure he he might have a fine coming his way soon. Um, but yeah, I mean, you guys well, talked about it too. Like it's a whiff. John. It's a bad whiff. It's a well, bad you just, whiff. You it just is. said it too, though, John. Like LeBron James can't get a call. I mean, he Darryham said that he said it in a way that was he said that the, the best player in the NBA can't get a call. What a shame. And I'm like, you know, you know, people are gonna say what they want to say about to that quote, but it is LeBron James. I mean, once upon a time, this is unheard of, right? Yeah, and I, I but going back to Darvin's earlier point about it didn't come down in that one play. It, it came down to a series of calls and non calls. I thought went both ways. Yeah. I thought this. I thought the crew, the officiating crew, had a rough night. And I'm yeah. being really nice when I just call it a rough night. Uh, there, there are folks who've emailed me who say basically, you know, they suck, which is another way to describe <laughs> what they did. I'm going to say they had a rough night because they, the, the biggest thing that that players and, and, and media have issues with the media or excuse me with officiating is consistency. Either suck all the way or be great. Don't kind of go back and forth as if we're playing tennis. That, yeah. and I think I think there was a feeling that they were. That's kind of what was happening. I mean, the the, the JB call. At the very end, where they called it the foul on, uh, I think it was um, Beverly. It was on Beverly. Beverly that, that, yeah. yeah, it wasn't a so late. much that it a was a, a, a little late. Yo, <laughs> Joe Sway. I mean, we got Brockton Wi-Fi up and running by the time that official oh, made that call. Damn, so it was damn, that it was late. Two minutes. Two he's minutes. Clean. <laughs> he's, he's got a clean sheet so far, Sherrod. Exactly. Exactly. It took that damn long. 53 games were into the damn season. 51 games. But the, the point is, it shouldn't calls that call seemed pretty obvious, even from where we're sitting. And yet it took them like a really long time to deliberate and figure out that that they was were, a call. 
the Lakers are ready to inbound. Like he, he waited yeah, a good five, seven saying. seconds to call that. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And and that's and that's and, and then Patrick Beverly picked up the tech, which was obviously a byproduct of the late call. And those are the kind of things that again, they, the officials think it's going to be better than that. But the bottom line is this: you know, the Lakers had their chances earlier in the game to do some things, and they didn't. And the Celtics, to their credit, found a way to win a game that they didn't play great in. They just found a way to win. Yeah. But I did have LeBron James get six free throws. I'm not going to lie. That seems a little bit unusual in a game like this. He had six free throw attempts. And just kind of wow. looking at the Celtics, you had Tatum with 12. You had Jalen with 11. You had Brogdon with eight. So I, I kind of see where, where Darvin Ham and then LeBron will be, are, are coming from. I mean, from, it was but, a two-to-one free, two free throw disparity, I think. Now, Sherrod just saying that because that's his guy. No, I'm just what? kidding. No, Dar- you're right. Oh, he point. is my guy. Darvin is my guy. <laughs> I'm not going to shot away from that. That's my dude. But no. bottom line, they, they, his his crew had their chances to steal this game, and they did. And it's, it's, in many right. ways, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's their season in a nutshell. Close, and they let, close, close. They let that frustration carry into the overtime. Like, they couldn't get over it. And right. what didn't what, what, what made things worse, they were missing layups. You know, it's like, man. like. So then you start thinking every almost every call is a foul. And I think it really took them out of the game. Whereas – Jalen making that free throw, I feel like just completely had him locked in. Five, yeah, but, but you but, exactly oh, like but, but, you knew what was going to happen. You knew what was going to happen. The game, but they all they also knew yeah. what happened a couple of days ago. Yeah, but you knew what was going to happen if he got to the line in overtime, which it did happen. He split. Can you? How is this a? This is a ref's. This is a referee's worst assignment, by the way. Celtics, Lakers, LeBron, Westbrook. Grant Tatum, oh my God, Beverly! Uh, I normally, I normally don't pay attention to those like two minute reports, but I can't wait to see the one in this game. But if, just imagine just being in there and having to listen to that. I, I would call out <laughs> sick if I had the, if I had to ref this game. Like I don't want to listen. Grant sitting in the corner. Grant acted like his fr- the one of uh, like low key favorite moments. Grant, acted I know like, what you're talking like about. His, the like shoulder his came what was shoulder. that? Like yeah. his arm came off, and he just sat there and didn't go down the court. And then he gets the ball on the next possession, and takes and dribbles and goes in with two hands. <laughs> Everything is fine. You know, that was my favorite moment of the game. I was about to tweet about that. I was too. Look at this. I was about to do the same. I was about to to tweet that. Did you you see those tweets of people being like, wow, Grant Williams dislocated his shoulder, popped it back in and took that jump shot. I'm like, that's not what happened. (laughs) That's not what happened at all. (laughs) He was holding his shoulder and a minute the ball swung to him. All of a sudden, outlet, outlet. I love it. I love it. I love that it. That was just great. That's that was Academy like, Award worthy. Guys, right the referees have televisions and DVR, and like yeah. they get to see this stuff. Like right. w- that gets played back. Like yeah. they oh, know man. they're talking about that. They're talking about that right now, John. They're like, uh, you, you saw that shit, Grant did. Like you know, they're talking about that. Like, come on. Yeah, whoever's looking at, it, like, did you see that? What's yeah. Right? <laughs> By the way. Yeah. <laughs> the nah. hell with the LeBron thing. You see that call. That that fake from from Grant, that acting job from Grant. I'm sure. No, Grant, but Grant, but Grant was solid in the first half. I mean, when they were just trying to figure, trying to find somebody who could get him a bucket, not named Tatum. Grant, he did his thing. Second half, not great. Grant, not great at all. But first half, he, he kept him afloat when they needed another body to get some some buckets. Because you had, remember, you had Tatum not making shots. You had Jalen in foul trouble, and Malcolm hadn't asserted himself at that point in the game. And, and Grant made a couple of shots that they needed. 
But yeah. uh, again, my takeaway from this when I think about Grant is the the shoulder. And I was and I was having like Paul Pierce flashbacks of, of being in a wheelchair. Very different circumstance. Oh, Very on. different circumstance. But you know, the, the that's fact the that most that, embarrassed I've ever been to support a player or team than when Paul <laughs> Pierce went off like that. I've never, you know, what do you and, mean, and, and I would I not worry. honestly. I think it hurt his legacy to come back that game. Not helped it. Like, yeah, but at the time though, did you really think he was faking it the whole time? I kind of didn't think he was dead. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I love Paul. Um, I you need to hear coming back. I was right, like, John, uh, he said he heard a pop. I believe. Him. What's that? He said he heard a pop in his knee. That's what he said. He got concerned. He got, a, he got it checked out. Was it a pop in his knee or, or, or popping or just popcorn popping that? Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> that stuff is terrible. That you know, what, so you know what you're gonna say that, but yeah. you know what I to- I totally forgot about until we actually got here and I started watching the game was I forgot this was a Dennis Schroeder comeback game. Yeah, me too. And, and uh, I, I dare you to say something bad about Dennis Schroeder. Go ahead. I like Dennis when he was here. He's kind of cuckoo for cocoa puffs, but that's okay. That's okay. I liked him. But they they were clearly there were certain. I mean Tatum and Jalen know him well, and they know what they can do against him. And they were absolutely seeking that matchup out. And, Sh- and Schroeder, to his credit, knew that he can't guard them. So what you do, you actually create images that you're getting fouled. Or you're, like that, like the one offensive foul that uh, the, I think it was the fifth one they called on Jalen, where Jalen extended the arm. And that was, and again, real heads up play for Schroeder because Jalen didn't really throw him off. He just extended his arm. And so then all of a sudden we go into Academy Award nomination time right there. Um, so I guess Schroeder, he had a, he had a solid game. I enjoy, I enjoy watching him play. Uh, he didn't suck. Uh, didn't have like, he did, but he didn't make the kind of impact that I thought he was going to make. Uh, I thought he was going to be just the, I thought he was going to be an assassin late in the game. I thought he was going to be the guy that was going to bury the Celtics. And that just didn't happen. Didn't yeah. happen. Um, I do have another uh, priceless Joe Missoula uh, soundbite. I'm going to play it for you guys um, in just a second. Um, and, uh, yes, Joe, Joe playing some of the greatest hits. We'll get to it in a minute. But first, we want to tell you about one of our sponsors oh, real quick, Athletic tease. Greens. <laughs> Go get some. Uh, those of you out there that uh, don't know about this a terrific product. We all use it here at the Garden. Terrific nutritional supplement, especially those people trying to get their kind of health and their lives back on track here to start the new year. Great way to start your day. Um, takes care of everything you want to take care of that you're probably chasing with a bunch of different, uh, different supplements out there right now. Uh, mental clarity, uh, immune system boosting, recovery, uh, gut health, all sorts of different things. Like I said, you're probably Googling what do I take for improved blank? You don't need to bother doing that. Just get Athletic Greens, 75 vitamins, minerals in a scoop. Boom, drop it in a cup of water. Take it down early in the day, first thing in the morning. You're done for the day. That's all you need. Um, I the results in a week. Yes, it, 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 for real. You do. It's good stuff. Um, it's uh, it, it fits with whatever diet you want. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's it, like I said, Google it. You'll get a lot of different, uh, you know, uh, you'll see a lot of five-star reviews, uh, heavily endorsed product, any top 10 list of supplements out there. You're going to see it at or near the top. Um, so check it out. 
athleticgreens.com slash garden free one year supply vitamin d5 free travel packs with your first purchase that's what they're going to give you what we're going to give you is a phenomenal t-shirt which we do for anybody who supports our sponsors now joe missoula famously uh last game joey. huh joey i call him joey mm-hmm. um you know when jalen brown missed two free throws Asked, like, what did you tell him? And he said he loves him. He loves him, right? Loves him. I love you, Jalen. Um, and Jalen Brown again finds himself in a position with a critical free throw he had to hit to potentially force overtime. Uh, and here's Joe Mazzulla talking about his boy Jalen after the game. Was there anything said to him on the bench? Did you see other guys? Like, as he's going through the first three and a half quarters, what was being said to him on the bench? I don't know. I wasn't out there. I just told him I loved him. Oh, oh! So he did it again. Uh, It's just love. (laughs) Nothing but love. All we all we need is more love on the sidelines. That's That's all we need. That's we're always. That's all we need. It's like the Beatles song, right? Pretty much. All all you need is is love, Josue. Yeah. All you need is love. Is he toying with the media? Is he? Yes. That I think that was. I think that was Joe's attempt at funny but someone forgot to flip the funny switch in the back of his robot head um and like you know wow. so- here we go again no, no joe missoula think- slander tonight not, it's tonight. not slander <laughs> i think it was an attempt at oh. deadpan humor we're just not we're not used to it yet okay and i think and i think that's his very dry that's very yeah dry. i think that's that's where his humor lies in, in that deadpan straight so. deadpan he's looking you in the eye and he's kind of sort of ridiculing you and you don't know it you don't know whether it's a joke <laughs> are you in on the joke is the are you the butt of the joke and he just kind of hits you with it um so he's a bit savage with some of his quotes i don't think he's he's no dummy most of these things are coming at people with a bullet i think this one was uh i think this one was a little bit of uh you know kind of right yeah. back at you following the last one which i know he kind of got some people some people poked fun at him some people yeah yeah uh, and and yeah. right and, and, and joe yeah because well, <laughs> yeah, jo, joseph before you came on joseph we began talking about joe missoula and timeouts and the fact that he absolutely oh that's right we talked i about mean it. i mean yeah and we yeah we talked about it up here on press row this was one of my favorite joe missoula games because i actually came away feeling like he did one, two, three, X, Y, and Z. And I don't usually get that feeling after yeah. a game, we, regardless of whether they win or lose. I, it felt This was one of the few games I've, I felt his imprint on the outcome was right. undeniable. Same. Same, yeah, yeah. I think he's starting to really, like, understand when his team is just stuck, you know? And, and that's yeah. what's been driving me crazy. Like, that three-game losing streak, like, there were so right. many moments in, in fourth quarters where you're like, you guys are struggling. Like, help them. Throw them a freaking lifeline. You know what I mean? Like, right. especially being without Marcus, without Rob, which is the same scenario pretty much in Miami, right? And then the the, the most important play of the game, you know, like, he, he didn't call that timeout. So now you have to do that yeah. before. And that was around the one-minute mark, right? Or at least the last two minutes or so in, fourth, in the fourth quarter. And that was big. You know, he, he, he did it in the middle of that, of that Lakers run. So... There was one moment in the third quarter where he did. I think the Lakers had gone on a NATO run. Um, and After the Celtics went on 6-0, right? Yeah. And, and yeah, exactly. And he came out and he called it. And he was like, 
God damn it. You could tell, like, his vibe was, I don't want to call these, but you're giving me no choice. Like, what are we doing here? And that's kind of it. It's like, you could almost tell, like, he's like, I want you to figure this out, but you're not. So I've got to do this. You made me do this. You made me do the thing I hate doing more than anything in the world, calling timeouts. Congratulations, guys. Right, you know, right. and then he goes out there and they called it. Um, and it was fun. Uh, and it, it it worked, you know. But it's part. Of, but it's his job. That's part of your job <laughs> is, is to literally right. figure out when you need to do that and when you need to pull back. And that was my only issue with him in the timeouts. I never felt as though he had a pulse for when to go that route and when to let him play. I thought, again, this Lakers game was the best I've seen him manage that whole timeout, non-timeout dynamic. Uh, because other than that, I mean, I don't have any issues with Joe, but that particular issue, my concern has been, and it still continues to be, is that could potentially cost him a championship. His inability to stop a run when yeah. he has the power to stop a run, yeah. that could cost him a title. But again, tonight, if we're talking about tonight, this was great. Joe Missoula game management. That's what I see. No, I agree it's with amazing. that. He, he has a better feel of these guys, and that's that's huge. I, I really do believe that. It's a, it's a good point, Sherrod, especially in this game. And, and and the way it went down, I mean, we always say there's always that quote, there's a game of runs and all that, but it really was a game of runs in this one. And I felt like when the Lakers really got going, they got the biggest lead of the night, or their biggest lead of the night in, the, in, in, that, in that second half, I was like, how is he going to get through to these guys? I mean, Malcolm Brogdon was, was was solid, especially in the second half. He started to take control of the offense, and he's a big reason why this thing didn't turn into a fifteen or twenty point you know deficit for the Celtics. However, they need another guy just to, to, to from afar to, to notice when the, when this, this team's in trouble. And, and Mazzula did a good job of, of knowing when to call those timeouts. It's I'm still amazed how polarizing he is. Um, and again, I do think this is not at all intended to. Um, you know, disparage anyone. I do think the coaches oftentimes get way, way, way too much blame. There's reasons to have some concern. Like you said, can he make adjustments with some of the better coaches in the league when you get into the playoffs? Can he uh, control things, keep emotions in check, keep his players grounded, you know, call the timeouts when he needs to, you know, and be that kind of rock you know, sure, we don't know because he hasn't done that yet either. But the idea that Joe is like costing them games or whatever, I think is I've always thought is incredibly overrated. Uh, and I do think when things go bad, it's just such a quick hook, you know, to go right to go at Missoula with it. He sucks. You know, he's in over his head. I, I don't know yet. I do think there's a couple issues beyond the timeout thing. I think he's got to figure out what the hell he's doing with the with the minutes, you know, Get your rotate. I know you're short guys tonight, but just you just can't be playing Tatum for three straight quarters under any circumstances. You know, like you got to find rest for him somewhere in there. That's a that's part of the job for sure. I do think still, you know, rotations and minutes and going away from guys in the second half. I just don't think you can go playoff rotation in regular season games. I think you just got to kind of live with imperfect lineups. You can't be playing these. You can't be grinding these guys uh, into the ground right now. If you are, you got to have more load management days built in. Um, you know, that, 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 that's all. That's, that's, that's what I think. I don't know how the hell you're going to do that, John, because their load management schedule is pretty damn bad. I mean, I, I'm not <laughs> they're, sure. They're hurt they now, so it's harder. Right. But before right. when they weren't, he was still playing guys, these guys heavy, heavy, heavy minutes. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and you're right. I mean, he's got to figure out a better way to manage that. But, I, I, you know, 
when we look at some of the factors when they lose that are contributing factors, load management, they've probably lost at least half of their games this year because they sat a guy that probably was healthy enough to play. Uh, and, and again, that doesn't bother me because they're winning most of the games that they should be winning regardless. And the theory behind, or the thinking behind that is that once you get to the playoffs and load management is not an issue, you're going to have your full force ready to go, ready to win. And that's the goal. But they're going to have games where they're just not going to get it done uh, because they're going to be missing and whether it's injuries or load management. But I think the one thing Joe has done a really good job with and some rookie coaches, I think, screw this up more times than not, is they overthink the process. They feel that because I'm a rookie coach, I've got to, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, and I don't give a damn if that's not your strength. You're going to do this because I'm the damn head coach. And Joe doesn't really seem to strike me that way. And so we talk about the timeouts and some of the other things that he's, he's not great at. But I think him understanding that I can't make this about me is a positive because a lot of first year coaches, they can't, they feel just the opposite that it's totally about me because otherwise, why the hell would I be the head coach? So I, I give him props. This, I'm in a real good Joe Missoula mood tonight, man. I'm, <laughs> I, I am feeling Joe and what he did, did Joe tonight. Joe ditch man. the gum tonight? I didn't see it. You know what? what? That's a great question. Did Joe I, ditch I don't, the gum tonight? I don't remember. Every time I saw him out there, I don't, I didn't see it. I don't remember yeah. seeing a gumshoe at all. Especially during the, uh, maybe, the press maybe conference. Maybe that's it. It's, yeah. like Tatum, it's like Tatum with the bike. You just got to kind of let go of some of this, you know, and get, <laughs> you know, and focus and engage, you know, with what's around you. Don't obsess over shit. Um, so, I don't know. I thought I thought so. And then I thought somebody had mentioned it as well, but then I stopped paying attention. That This is the stuff that really matters. We'll ask Bobby. We'll get Bobby <laughs> on it. Yeah, now that you oh, mentioned and, it, I didn't, and, I didn't notice and John, we need to, we we need to ask Bobby about his uh, engagement with Patrick Beverly before the game. Yes, yeah. yes, they That's they had good. a moment. Great they had a moment, and, and they had a moment, and and Bobby will explain that moment. Was and it, then he tried to find him after a good uh, moment. But I guess he wasn't in the locker room. I was like, I think he, a different kind of moment. It. I don't know how I feel about it to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, but Bobby, I think will feel pretty good about it. He should. Yeah, he should. He should. I'm not gonna tell the story, but no, I'm, I'm not. Soon. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell the story. I'm gonna have Bobby tell the story because it's his story. He told I'm, us. Um, I'm. Um, I, I know th- there's a few Lakers fans have creeped in here that want us to spend the entire show on the call. No, sorry, <laughs> we did. We talked. It's not interesting. It that's a Lakers story. It's interesting to you. It's not interesting to us. It was a missed call. A hundred out of a hundred people can absolutely acknowledge mm-hmm. that. Probably Lakers should have won the game in regulation based well, off of that missed call. Right. But this is what Darvin Ham was. But that's well, not here, important because that's not, I'm not here to talk about wins and losses. We're here to talk about what's going on with the Celtics. The rest of it doesn't really – doesn't well, matter. So well, I, John, I, I, the, the Lakers were also 12 for 42 on three-point range, which is like 28%. So if yeah. you shot uh, – like the NBA average, which is in the 30s, you probably win this game. Yeah, look, so, if this were reversed and the, and the Celtics about- lost a game on a missed call like that, we'd be spending a shit ton of time on it. But it's a Celtics show, and I don't care about the missed call. So forget it. Go go, go, find, <laughs> go somewhere else to talk about that. It's, that's not going to happen here. Uh, let's bring in Bobby. He was, What's up? He was loving that LeBron performance. Lakers. Lakers, Lakers spaces. That's what yeah. you're go, go find Lakers spaces, and they'll be talking about the call the whole time. Bobby, what happened oh, with Pat Beverly? That's be, what we want to know. It was going to be historic tonight. What did you say, John? What happened with Pat Beverly? Or you want to save it for later? 
the I wish I got him. I wish I got him post game. What was that camera incident? I thought he took a fan's phone or something. And obviously later I saw the that was Amit's he camera, camera he took. That's what Amit shoots post game with. <laughs> and he just ripped it right out of his hands. It's true. Yeah, pregame. He was sipping a tea. I was hanging out in there, actually trying to talk to your guy Schroeder, John. Of course, I didn't My get guy. him after this game, but uh, he he said after the game, sometimes that just doesn't work. Of course, tonight, not gonna work. Um, <laughs> but Beverly asked who I was, uh, introduced myself quickly. He said he liked my outfit, and then we chatted for a little bit about him, uh, him being, him being back like in style, LA. What he said, I like your style, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah Bobby. Like my style. He he likes Bob. Patrick Beverly is a fan of Bobby Manning's style. Yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. What did I tell you, Bobby? What I tell you, Bobby? See, you wear what you want to wear. You, you you'll, you'll stick out in a good way. You know. How it's did good. Luke? How did Luke feel about that? <laughs> Man, it didn't matter. I need I need to ask him about that camera incident. That was, and I saw someone else say this. I think Josiah, who's a who's a great tweeter, the greatest technical ever. It it was epic. Brilliant. After just the craziest display I've ever seen that didn't get a call to technical by LeBron. I mean, didn't Schroeder <laughs> get teed up for falling down? LeBron yeah, yeah. jumped in that the air. Fi- LeBron jumped in the air 50 feet three times, ran along the sideline, put his hands on his face, fell to the floor for like four minutes, five minutes. <laughs> he was on his knees. Stayed there for the whole timeout between regulation and overtime and no technical. Out of curiosity, what's the rule there? If they call the tech on LeBron after the buzzer, does that get should that get it goes added? to overtime? It Why? goes to overtime. If it happened, if it happened before the the game clock, it's like zero, with Beverly. Zero, it's zero, what happened with Beverly. Everything. So it's just, no, I know, I know, but that was so far after. But yeah, that's yeah. He technically did it way after the the final buzzers. So. Yeah. yeah, and you wouldn't have wanted a technical free throw inside the game anyway. But yes, I would have. Should I, have love, been. I love Lakers tears. You know. I love yeah, them. They were furious. That. I was in there. Davis. Justifiably. I, the fines are going to pile through the roof. I, I, I can't even imagine what's going to happen to Beverly after that. But um, You think something happens with the, with the, with the officials? Like, is there going to be some accountability outside of no. the two-minute report? No. There won't be. No. There won't be. Yeah, there, there, there never is. I mean, we, we've, we've had so many games like that. If there was going to be some type of accountability or some type of punishment, they would have done it by now. My fear and my concern, and, and certainly I, I know the players are – this is at the top of their concern list as well, is what happens when you get it wrong like this in the playoffs, mm. when it costs you a game in the playoffs? And, you know, again, when you look at the parity, particularly out West, officiating good or bad could be the difference between one team moving on to the next round or, or having their season end quickly. That's a problem. That's yeah. a big no, I problem. That, I agree. That, <clears throat> Because there has to be some sort of accountability. And it can't be about the, the two-minute report, which Darren Ham did mention. He said, I don't even care about that. He said, it doesn't help. And it doesn't. Like, it's, it, what's, what's the point of it? Like, okay, it tell on yourself. There was but one recently the where the Celtics came. They got like five calls. Like, they missed like nine calls. Seven of them went the Celtics way, two in the other direction. In two minutes, you know, like, yeah. if you're not going to be held accountable for missing 100% of the calls – in, in the last two minutes, like I mean, it's just never gonna happen. Yeah. And so, he also yeah. said he also mentioned the um the the challenge. He's like, maybe I used it too early, but either way, like that was a terrible call. Can you that even was, challenge that? that? Can you challenge a no call? You can't. You can, Good can point. you challenge you can. that he you, you can't. can't, yeah. There has to be a call, and you you, you have yeah. to try to reverse it, but there was no call made. So there's no call. Good point. 
Yeah. So there's nothing you could do I, there. I don't want. I, I don't want to talk about that either, though. This is a. This it's is a not. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Give us the vibe. Of, like this is another tough game to kind of figure because again, you spend a lot of it like, oh, these guys suck, and then you know they kind of come back into it. Tatum had a bad game all night except for basically five minutes in the third. Um, you know, there's, you know, and then JB was phenomenal, but like. 11 points in overtime. We almost didn't get to that point for him to really kind of take off there because he was dealing with the fouls, um, you know, for, for, for most of the game. So he couldn't really get cooking. Um, just a weird game. I felt like the Lakers could have put it away and they never did. Celtics kind of hung around until things finally, you know, until they finally, you know, figured it out. But offensively, it was a pretty ugly game for Boston for most of the game, Bobby. Especially going into halftime, probably their worst stretch of the year offensively. Over 20 possessions there, four turnovers, four 12 shooting. Uh, they barely squeaked by with the three point shooting in this one. They were right around 21% at that point. Lakers at 25 ish percent, they end 28, but the Celtics shoot past them just after halftime. And this is the math problem that the Lakers have been dealing with all year. And it was the same story in the last game. They can't beat the Celtics because the Celtics shoot like 53s, the Lakers can't hit any threes, and it's just impossible to overcome that math difference, even with LeBron going crazy, Davis having a good game, whatever contributions they get, not to mention Westbrook really struggling for long stretches of this one and him being baited in the jump shots again late. Um, they couldn't They couldn't close this out. There was no way they were going to be able to because the Celtics just keep shooting threes, and 32% was really all they needed to win this one. They get a couple from Tatum late. He went on that stretch, you said, John. That's about all they needed to even it out the rest of the way. And then those big ones late from Brogdon and Horford, what were they down, four? Horford cut it to one, and then Brogdon shot them ahead there late, and then you had that final sequence that we all saw there. So... I don't think you can glean a ton from this because you just have such a massive shooting advantage over this Lakers team. Everybody does. Um, and the offense was really hard for much of this game. Offensive rebounds, again, save you the Jalen put back. Um, other offensive rebounds throughout this game. Good overtime. But, you know, we just talked about the officiating sequence. It felt like the Lakers were just completely out of it after that. Um, so you're thrilled that they escape. I don't think it makes you feel great about the offense, though, seeing them – Go 46% from the field, 32% from three. Drawing 39 free throws, pretty good. But 18, assists, 18 assists in through, you know, 53 minutes. They only had 16. Tatum didn't get an assist until almost halftime. It was not – it was not a – it's just not a good – I mean, look, you shoot poorly. Obviously, it's hard to pile up assists, but when they started to get their points – a lot of it was just individual. Uh, Jalen doing his thing, Brogdon doing his thing, Tatum cooking for those five minutes there. That was it. That's why it's hard to kind of get happy about how they played. You just got guys get hot at the right time when they needed to, just enough to be able to, um, you know, kind of keep it close and get it to overtime there and until, uh, until they kind of, you know, put their foot on the gas. But really not a great offensive night all night. No knocking Jalen's, what was it, 7 for 12 close, though, uh, through that putback? I mean, he's the, he's, the, he's the difference there late, so no question Incre about it. Inc incredible performance from him. What did you see from him, Sherrod? Well, I mean, I, I saw Jalen do what Jalen has, I think, been doing consistently for most of the season, and that is delivering when the opportunity presents itself. Uh, on those nights when Tatum has not been top five Tatum, 
Jalen has filled a lot of those voices. And and to me, what made this one even more impressive was what he was able to do after picking up that fifth foul, which is usually when guys start to lose a bit of their aggressiveness. And, and he just the opposite. He became even more ramped up and, and attacking and, and making plays and getting buckets and doing the kind of things that, you know, remind us all why he's going to be an all-star this year. Yeah, and I love Joe getting the ball to him late. Uh, Joe actually said after the game that he was telling Jalen to slow down in overtime, and he sped up instead and <laughs> just played super aggressive. We talk about That's the coaching right there around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I love them getting him in the game with the five fouls quickly, calling a timeout yeah. to do it with about seven minutes to go. Called Wait, what did you just say? He, he did what, Bobby? What did you say? He called the what? More timeouts. He had a, he he and Abby had another exchange about the timeouts. He said maybe I'll, maybe I'm changing my strategy now. And uh, Abby said we'll keep we'll keep an eye on that. Yeah, um, this one was different. Yeah, Joe, I liked I like playful Joe in the post game throwing out the love you comment, which was a bit of a troll and it, you know like a semi wink there. And then you know the timeouts. Nice stuff, illusion. Nice illusion at Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah, it. Seriously, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that right, play coming out of timeout when he was trying to get Jalen going. I mean, he didn't make the three, but I, I love that he set him up like that in that opportunity. It keeps him engaged. And then this was before he made the, the big free throw at the end of regulation. So, or when there was like four seconds left on the clock. So I, I like that Missoula is making sure that he, he's giving obviously Jalen not only those opportunities, but even when he's not having a, you know, he's not necessarily having one of those games sometimes. And, and Missoula is not afraid to put him in that spot. So that's good, you know, especially at the end of the game. Let me ask you guys this question. I don't know the I don't know the benefit of you know being there and what you see. Um, what uh, what was wrong with Tatum? Like, why did he look so disengaged and mopey? Uh, and what was giving him problems all night? Like, it wasn't like they were throwing anything super complicated at him. He just wasn't really getting it done. But he was just off, you know, for so they much were, of the night. They were just blocking a lot of the lanes. I felt like he just couldn't yeah. get to the bucket. And when he yeah, did, when he got was... close, he was kind of shooting those off balance. Yeah, yeah. Right. Davis. Davis yeah, was a problem. Yeah, for sure, was. Davis is a problem. He was. They, they cut off the the his, his driving lane, and then he had to get creative. And I like the the uh, what was it, like a give and go with Jalen at the top of the key. Jalen gave it right back. Like he kept trying to seek those type of opportunities to get to get himself going, and eventually he did in that in that big third quarter. He had bad dribbling too. Ton of loose ball turnovers. Yeah. Uh, How many balls, balls off guys? Lead the league and in balls off their feet. Yeah. Seriously. And then I felt like they weren't getting back on defense. Like the, the Lakers off a missed shot were, were just getting the layup on the other end. It, they were quick. And I feel like something took a while to finally, to finally start catching up to them. You know, That's why they're yeah. not getting back on those, not getting back on those and allowing those runouts, not boxing out. Really piss poor fundamental stuff from the Celtics, uh, allowing some easy stuff there from the Lakers. As you said, Bobby, Lakers just aren't going to be able to stack up enough points most nights to beat you because they're just so shooting deficient. You just can't right. get, you you can't give them freebies uh, on those. Patrick Beverly hasn't dunked in his life. Like, well, how do you allow that? You know, like how about that sequence? Man. and Grant gave up one to Russ. Yeah, made him foul because out. The, you know, you know why? Because the word is out, guys. And then without Rob in this, without Marcus, they're like, you can get second chance opportunities, guys, against yeah. this team, and especially. When you have guards like like Beverly and even Schroeder, if he wants to, you know, like that, just get in there, just grab them, you know, when the Celtics aren't looking, which is what they did. But, yeah. Things changed though after that uh, that uh, technical that Tatum picked up on the run out on Schroeder there, it, stealing three points there was great. 
I, I love their transition game after that. And then you did get that little burst from Tatum. And that was really all you needed from him in this one combined with the Brown late explosion. But overall, outside of that stretch, John, again, I, I thought this is about as bad as he looked this year through the two or nine start. Yeah, um, just, but also just disconnected and making the wrong reads. <laughs> Sometimes it was just – there was one play I remember in particular where I think he got either turned it over or got an offensive foul where he just drove into two guys. But Jalen had just flashed clearly open to the three-point line. It was such an easy read. He was right next to him to just kick it over there. Wide open, wide open. And he just kind of you know, made the wrong one. The help came over, and he just drives right into two guys. He just didn't seem to be seeing things well tonight. Uh, in addition to not being able to hit shots and get frustrated. But again, took himself out of the game a little bit with just kind of getting frustrated that it wasn't going his way. And that's what bugs me a bit with Tatum. There's one thing to get frustrated when you're not getting calls. It's another to get frustrated when you're not getting bailout calls because you're having a tough time making difficult contested shots that you – made tougher than you needed to make them. And that's where he gets kind of mad is like, yeah, but that was hard. And like, you could have given me the call there, but it wasn't really a foul. What's the point of complaining over everything? Like sometimes you just took a bad shot and it didn't go your way and you felt a little funky about it, but it's like, I think he's getting himself out. It just he's taking himself out of some games still, which is again stuff we didn't see that much earlier in the year. Um, so I'm surprised when I see it now because this is one of those games where it's still like you, he just seemed out of it. And so I, I tweeted. We talked last show, John, about the pull up jumpers and the three point struggles he and Brown have had this yeah, year. Yeah, you said you, I saw you. T- you talked to Joe about the 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 the, the, the pull up jumpers. How how his numbers are down. Yeah, so I, I did ask about a pregame. I tweeted out after he started 2 of 7 and 0 of 2 from 3. And I got, I got a DM from someone close to the team, actually. I don't want to call him out, but um, he said, ball in his hands too much lately. That's where they miss smart. When he's out, Jays initiate and get less efficient shots. And That's... I think Joe, Joe Sway and I were talking about that throughout the game. I think um, – you know, I've, we've been talking about that on the show here. Like their move facilitating roles, it's kind of been awkward with Smart out. But you see it, and you see it in their turnover numbers. Brown six. You know, the other night Jalen five or say you know there was a, a couple. I think each of them had a seven turnover game back to back, and those are with Smart out. And that's what ends up happening is. You know, and it, it, the ball's in their hands. They're asked to make more plays. They try to initiate the offense, and it results in sloppy stuff, you know, because again, it's not their thing. It's a, you don't want the ball in their hands that much. You're right. It's that's everything slows to a crawl. When those guys hold on to the ball, uh, it has to be moving and you're right. And you see it, you know, there's different lineups where it works better, you know, and I'm not, this isn't to drag Jalen, but I thought one efficient lineup was the first set of subs with Tatum uh, and white, and Brogdon out there, ball was moving for a little bit of, of a stretch there, um, uh, but not much, not not many other times, uh, you know, during the night. It didn't see it a lot. It was really sticking in people's hands and sticking in Tatum's hands, and just too many shots, too much, too much dribbling. This offense is just scary right now, and like we've talked about, Spark coming back will solve some of it, but Brown and Tatum just got to be better in those roles and. Give them some leeway. They haven't been asked to do a lot of this this year. Like, they've been in off-ball roles for the most part. And their best plays tonight were off-ball plays. Um, 
Joe gave Tatum a lot of credit for calling a horns play late that uh, Brown and Tatum connected for a basket on. So that's where they've been great. When they faced up, when they've pulled up, when they've over-dribbled, that's where they've gotten into some trouble tonight. And uh, not just tonight, but recently, um, over the past month or so here. And I think that's uh, the biggest reason over the last month that this offense has slid during this losing streak specifically prior to the win tonight. Um, no smart, more ball time for the Jays. And you got to trust Brogdon and White. How good was Brogdon tonight? Oh, man. Great. We, we, we talked about he, it earlier, but they needed him. With Tatum he slumping, put them in that situation. someone else. Yeah. yeah, he put them – he kept them afloat. This is what you were missing in spots like this last year. Get him the ball – let him fire, and he's going to make it. Uh, just a brilliant scoring night. He talked in the locker room after uh, saying that, you know, it's going to be a little different with him out there with the starters. He's more of a scorer, less of a facilitator than smart. And so you get him the ball to kind of put him in position to score. And you've talked about this, John, him being that third scorer. Uh, setting him up with opportunities is super important. His pace in this game was excellent, getting ahead of defenses. And he just put them in – the easiest positions to score that they got all night. Like everything he put up was just an easy, good look. Always. It's either, that's the thing is, I mean, look, on occasion he gets in deep and, you know, he has to kind of shoot something that's a little bit funky, you know, at a weird angle off the backboard. For the most part, he's getting all the way to the cup. He's finishing with his left a lot. Uh, he's attacking quick before the defense has a chance to settle. Or he's hitting open threes or he's taking open threes. So even his bad shooting nights, it's not because he's stacking up bad shots. Just sometimes he has a bad shooting night. But the the, the numbers have been, you know, and again, I almost find, you know, we saw Bobby earlier in the season, some of his weird struggles around the rim. You still like what he's, um, you still like what he's given you there um, in terms of just how he approaches. It's just, it's aggressive, it's decisive, uh, and sometimes you absolutely need it, particularly at times when the rest of the offense stagnates. Yeah, he just does such a good job of reading what the team needs. And he's just, whether it's being a scoring threat or just creating stops, giving guys that energy, I guess, it's just, it's so effective, man. Like, there's so many games, if you go out through, throughout this entire season, games like this, whether it was overtime or went down to the wire, where something's wouldn't be in that position if it wasn't for Brogdon. I mean, it's it's easy to get overlooked when when you when you don't you know focus in on it because it's Jalen hitting the big shot at the end. It's Tatum going on for like you know eleven straight points or whatever in, in the fourth quarter in some games, right? But Brogdon puts them in that spot. You know, he, he sets them up nicely, and I feel like uh, man, this team is just without him, it would be a very different record. I honestly believe that. And you yeah. think about what, what this team looked like last year; they were a much better defensive team. But still, like they just that would have changed so much of that playoff run, in my opinion, right? It would have just changed the complexion of that team, really, if they had someone like that on, on, on last year's team. But it's a good, good job that you know, good job from Brad Stevens because that's easily, if you ask me, his the best, his best move. Yeah, well, the, so yeah. I mean, that's the, the thing about Brogdon that I, I, I think kind of we recognize is that he's so secure and who he is, that he's not out there trying to prove anything to anyone. I know right. I can score. I right. know I can run an offense. I know I'm a leader. Hell, I sound like the damn former president. You know I can lead with my voice <laughs> and my actions. He's got Baroque vibes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he, and, and so for him, when he's out there, it's not like when they had Terry Rozier here, who was a good player, but Terry had something to prove. 
when yeah. you had, uh, you know, Gordon Hayward, something to prove. Jimmy right. Walker, something to prove. Brogdon is not trying to prove anything other than I want to help you guys win a championship and tell me what you need me to do, and right. I will do that. Nights, I'm going to need to score. Other nights, I'm going to have to defend at a high level. Other nights, I'm just going to have to be a facilitator and make sure I get Tatum and Brown the ball if they got to cook it. I can do all those things. I just need to know what do you need when you need it. And the Celtics, to their credit, are so load management driven by their dealings with him that they know that they're they need him to be as close to 100% in the playoffs if they're going to get over the hump because they're going Malcolm Brogdon is going to win them at least two playoff games this year he's going to win them at least oh, two I believe that. Yeah. He's, when we start going through you know Celtics win by seven and one of the top two or three factors in at least two playoffs game are going to be the play of Malcolm Brogdon yeah right. he's we been great we wondered where the extra minutes were. 39 tonight, I think 35 against Golden State last week. When when they need him more, they play him more. And, of course, the smart out, that's, that's the case, too. Again, I keep going back to it. I do think that Joe is still kind of figuring rotations, and sometimes he would be the odd man. I believe he was as much the odd man out just simply because – you had smart and you had white and you were starting them and then you would bring them back in. And just the way that the, the lineups were working with both those guys starting, I just think Brogdon just got squeezed. I do not believe it was intentional. And I think they look back and they're like, Oh yeah, I only got him in for 21 tonight, 22. I don't, I think all fans just assume load management or he's being limited. I don't think he is. I just think it's a matter of figuring out, who you're playing him with, when you're playing him, allowing him to close certain games, uh, and not necessarily just deferring to kind of you know what you know, you know what you normally do. And obviously now with you know smart missing games, he's going to play. We're going to hear we're going to we're going to we're going to drink in some LeBron James tears uh, in just a minute. Uh, we were in the Lakers. <laughs> and, and, I, and I am. You I'm going huh? yeah. I'm, I'm to bounce and try to catch Tatum, John. So okay, yeah, um, you go. If we're still here, we're we're still here, but we could be wrapping. Right. Uh, thanks, Bobby. Um, before we get to LeBron, do want to tell you guys at home about another one of our sponsors here, Rocket oh, Money. Man. Yeah, uh, Rocket Money. Another power tease. Rocket Money, uh, terrific, uh, terrific, terrific app for if you're an addict like I am um, and you have uh, way, way, way too many subscriptions that you don't even know about and you forgot about. Uh, Josue, we're not going to say who, but we are going to say that Josue just got burnt. And if he had Rocket Money, it would have saved himself $100. Yes, that's true. <laughs> and, yeah, I told him the good But damn, burnt. John, that sounds like that sounds really bad now. He got <laughs> When you put it that way. <laughs> he got burnt. Damn, he got burnt, huh? Ooh, okay. Damn. No, no. This is, for the record, this wasn't, you know, this is a. PG subscription. If so yeah, speak. there's nothing wrong, but it's an annual, and the annuals are where they really get you. really bad. I saw like something. No, we okay, know exactly yeah. what it is. There's Pretty annuals. These, it's just an annual. Yeah, yeah oh, those boy. annuals. That's what. That's what'll kill you because you're obviously not gonna. You're not gonna remember. You oh can't yeah, see those. You don't know when they're coming. Is, oh my god, no! Rate for a year. Oh my god. Rocket Money for a year. Yeah, yeah, Rocket Money helped me discover that there was a news org that I get a digital description subscription to. And I got it at one of those, if you get it for a dollar, we'll keep it that way forever. And I had a regular mm. subscription to the same wow. one. So I was so I was paying for the same stuff twice. So and you, I didn't know that until Rocket Money pointed that yeah. out. So they, they get Thank you on you, those Rocket double Money. ups, they get you on the increases. Yeah. And they yes. let you know that like something that you signed up for that was six bucks, eight bucks, nine yeah. is now twenty, and no, you know who knows what. It allows you, gives you an opportunity to go out, cancel, renegotiate, yep. do whatever, which is yep. terrific. 
Um, so uh, check that out again. Uh, Rocket Money, formerly formerly known as Truebill, rocketmoney.com slash garden. Save hundreds. I, I legitimately have. Josue legitimately has not. Um, and so now he knows. He should have He should have gone. He should have done over, it. Josue. Well, at least I have, the, uh, I have one more year with, this, with the, <laughs> the product. Yeah, with the other one. But anyway, check it out for real. It will. You'll be stunned how much you'll it'll catch everyone's like i could do this on my own you'll miss it you'll miss you'll miss multiple things Mm -hmm. and you will be so freaking mad so again sign up for a premium subscription uh here uh at rocket money uh and make sure if you do it it helps it helps it helps us a ton if you go there rocketmoney.com slash garden that's how they know we sent you we will send you a phenomenal t-shirt if you show us that you uh, you know, you, you did it the right way. Now we did promise. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy was did, here. Oh man, we did promise we were going to talk to you about LeBron James. Obviously, LeBron. First of all, I do want to say before we make fun of LeBron and his meltdown and all of that stuff, I, this guy is not. It's nobody needs to hear this from me, but this guy is not human. You should not be putting up better than your career averages across the board in your 20th freaking year. It's insane what he's doing. Uh, It's insane. And we'll take it for granted because we're just so used to it. This is not how it works in year 20. This is not how people are supposed to look. He is unfreaking real, but he's hilarious. And the histrionics and all of that stuff was frigging priceless tonight. And obviously, again, it is surprising he's not getting the superstar calls or he didn't get them tonight. Uh, and here he is talking about his general frustration with the officiating. All right, LeBron, just your perspective on uh, that last play in regulation. Darvin's words were, you know, best player in the world, can't get a call. Uh, it's been an ongoing theme the last couple of weeks through a couple of in early January. Uh, how do you kind of balance the frustration of the moment just considering all the games that you play? Um, it's, it's challenging. It's challenging. Um, I don't get it. Um, I don't get it. I'm, I'm attacking the, the paint um, just as much as any of the other guys in this league that's shooting double-digit free throws tonight. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, I don't get it. I don't understand. There it is. Yeah. Didn't, yeah. didn't freak out. Didn't freak out. I feel bad for the team that the Lakers are going to play next because you better believe LeBron's going to – he might set a new personal record for free throw attempts. And he might get like 20 free throw attempts in the first half. Yeah, like 19. Um, he'll go like 19 for 22 yeah. or something like that. Yeah. 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 I mean, you, you you look at the replay of, of that play he's talking about. Tatum absolutely comes down on the arm. Absolutely. I, yeah. It's not, I, it's, to me, it's it's not even like debatable. Um, is it a foul? You know, by the letter of the law? Yeah. But we all know that the whistles tend to be swallowed in those sure. late game situations. And maybe this is the referee's like low key way of saying the baton has been passed. Where, for, yeah, you it's know. possible. But for what it's worth, this, LeBron is averaging more free throw attempts per game this season than any of the past four. Um, in his last four, in his last four years, he's six point two this year. Six before that, five point seven, five point seven in his last four years with the Lakers. So, and your point, John, six point two. He shot six tonight, so he was on average. 
He's on average. Um, and so I don't know that you can necessarily say it's worse than normal. Um, you know, it's about this. And you could say, okay, well, he's not getting fouled as much because he's shooting more threes uh, this year. He's not actually shooting more threes. He shot more threes last year. Um, so um, none of this actually holds uh, uh, in terms of, you know, reality. But people get frustrated, you know, and you're LeBron James and you've been around 20 years and you feel like you should get a call. And I, I don't believe in who you are and getting calls. Just call the friggin' game and call it straight. But that's not how the league works. So, yes, if you're LeBron James – you know people get calls based off of reputation and you're thinking who the hell has a bigger and better reputation than I have in this league right now? Like, sure. Maybe I'm not the single best player in basketball anymore, though. It's really hard to knock him out of the top five to, to you know, I know everyone likes to put other people in there. He's still friggin' LeBron James, man. Yeah. But I mean, reputation wise, if you, if you don't have enough rep after what he's done here to at least be in line with the other guys who are getting favorable calls and obviously how frustrated have Celtics fans been watching Joel Embiid games, you know, like, oh my God, you know, like you see it, you see guys that every single time they get tapped, tapped, it, it, it turns into something and, 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 you know, it, to not, to have it not happen for you, I get the frustration. Do either one of you guys think that if it wasn't Jason Tatum, though, that, that they make that yeah. call? Yeah, if that's Grant. Yeah, if that's just Grant. He's, yeah, right? exactly. Well, that, that that was my point about how the, the baton of sorts is being maybe passing out as of officials where they see Tatum as someone who is going to get the benefit of the doubt in those situations. Uh, and, 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 again, it's the, the bottom line is the Lakers, if they were handling their business, it would have never come to that. You start looking at the data from this game, particularly three-point shooting, I mean, which has been a weakness of theirs all season long. But you can't expect to go on the road and beat the team with the best record and you shoot 28% from three-point range. Sorry. Usually that's not a recipe for success. Yeah, LeBron got a, got a bum, got a bad non-call down the stretch there, but you didn't handle your business. You didn't, you didn't do well the things you had control over. And the Celtics, to their credit, they made the plays that mattered. I mean, Jalen scores 11 points in overtime. They weren't giving him layups. They weren't just saying, go ahead and shoot. They were trying to stop him, but Jalen would not be stopped. That's something he has control over, his ability to impact the game, just like LeBron does. And, yeah. the other, and that's the other thing, too. LeBron didn't seem all that aggressive in overtime. I didn't think he – to have a bum call – You know why. And, he was in his feelings. He was in his feelings. They were sulky. He was, he was very you – know, exactly, super salty. Yeah, but you know what? Ain't got time for that. I your know. Team, your team is trying to win a damn game. And you and your feelings? Yep. You sitting there like a pack of saltines. Yep. That's what happens. Did you just think say that, a pack of saltines? He did say a pack he's of saltines. <laughs> <laughs> That's how salty he was, man. I'm sorry, man. Look, I get it. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, well, you know, that, that, that wasn't a call. No, it was a foul. Of course it was. But – I've never seen anyone react like them. And not even old LeBron James or young LeBron James, right? Like, it's, it's been wild. And it was remotely close to what we, what we saw tonight. I was expecting him to come out and just be an absolute beast in overtime. Um, and that he would take, you know, the disappointment of not getting that call and use that as, as a almost like a increase his focus on just destroying the Celtics. And it never happened. Yeah. It never happened. 
Never not, not even close. Not even close to that. So, I'm not the sure towel, I'm not, the towel over his face. Yeah, he was. He was yeah. deep in his feelings. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to hear this whole. Uh, you know, the the calls will cost him the game. Not your poor shooting, your lack of aggression in overtime. Right. right. Those were bigger, much bigger. Um, gonna I'm gonna pivot off of LeBron and talk about um, one more thing, uh, at least one more thing. And again, if Bobby pops back in, we'll let him get uh, last word. But we are gonna wrap it. I have to wake up in a, in like two and a half hours to watch up uh, watch the Australian Open final and wave my Greek flag. Um, hey, our, uh, that's right. Yeah, Sitsipas taking on Djokovic. Um, so we gotta you, you go. Know, uh, shuffle up a little Greek Greek breakfast for that. Uh, no. I, you know what though? I did make a. F- I I went. I Greeked out today. Uh, did you? Gonna get yes. I made a full pot. A full pot of grape leaves. Uh, stuffed grape leaves. Um, I Greeked today. out today. I Greeked <laughs> out. I did. I wanted to make it. I hadn't made them in years, and uh, and um, I'm supposed to be having a like not dinner party, but people over for Greek ish stuff. And I have, every time you do that, I don't know if you guys get nervous when you have dinner parties, you don't want to screw up. Or if you have people over and you're cooking, you don't want to screw it up for them. So you got to do a trial first. So I had to do a trial and I did, and it was pretty, pretty freaking good, but yeah, got a Greek out Uh, for all of the uh, Aussie fans we have in this, in the, in the, in the chat. And I know there's plenty. I, I and I know my guy George Fakos over there is a Greek living in Australia, big Greek population in Australia. I know they're going to be pulling for Tsitsipas down there as well. Um, we want to talk about Grant. That's a guy who you talk about, um, you talk about like people catching heat in our chat and Twitter and this and that. Man, Grant's gone from pay that man $20 million to get that bum out of here really, really fast in the eyes of a lot of people. Uh, what's going on? This is Grant. I mean, Grant is the Dow, the basketball version of Dow Jones average. Some days his stock is incredibly high, and the minute you blink, it's not so much. That's just who he is. I mean, and this to me, this game was indicative of, of, of Grant. First half, I thought he was doing a lot of good things to keep the Celtics afloat. Second half, he was pretty damn bad. Um, and that's that's the price you pay for having a, a player like Grant Williams, who, again, he brings value, but that value is not always going to be consistent. Uh, this was a Grant Williams kind of game. Um, a lot of good, a lot of bad. Can he help you win? And, you know, even though he picked up six fouls, I thought a good number of those fouls were in Anthony Davis. Uh, and Anthony Davis is, is a tough cover for anyone and everyone. So um, I didn't feel bad about Grant's play. This this was pretty typical Grant Williams kind of game. Some good and a lot of not so good. Yeah, that's, that's sort of is. who he's been this season, right, guys? I mean, I yeah. feel like especially if he's not – connected from from deep which he had a couple in this one but you didn't get that sense of you know you see another game where he really puts it together and that's when he's he's hovering whether it's six, 16 17 points or even a little bit less than that but for the most part this is what you're going to get at him and, and i'm hoping that he he finds his like hot streak i was hoping that that you know career night from last week would 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 trigger that but and maybe it will maybe he'll get into some sort of groove before or maybe after the all-star break but um for the most part yeah i think this is who he is and i think this is a big reason why the Celtics are like Let's uh let's talk after the season. About how much of it is the crying? How much of how much of Grant in terms of how people respond to him is about this stuff? 
What do you mean? Yeah, just like his teammates, I, or you mean like I can't stand it watching it. I <laughs> yeah, can't. I'm sure. I'm sure opposing teams can't stand it, but you mean like within the the team, the organization, or you're talking about his teammates? No, the fans, everybody. I can't oh, stand okay. it. Yeah, I, I find I mean, it to be such an doing un- unappealing bench. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't stand the whining. I cannot stand it. Drives me crazy. And I think um, everyone knows because of the finals, right? I mean, after game one, he just wasn't the same guy he was throughout the playoffs, and he just continued to be that guy, complaining, complaining, complaining. And yeah. everyone, everyone knows about that. The referees know now. And he, yeah. I think he made it worse when he faked dislocating his shoulder. That didn't help either. Yeah. We are going to hear from Jason Tatum uh, reacting to the late game, not foul, foul uh, in a little bit. So we'll wait on that. Um, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll wrap things up. Guys, other things worth talking about uh, in this game. And again, you know, it's an imperfect game, but you are missing two super important people. Um the Rob thing, we taught we talked about him not looking healthy. I wonder if that's part of the part of it is an ankle. He just didn't look like he was moving well or really getting up well um last game or last couple of games. So we'll see uh what's going on there. But you don't really wanna uh you know you know you don't really wanna stack injuries if you're Rob, I guess, you know. Right. But no, We'll see. Hopefully it's more of the day-to-day-ish thing. But it's, again, we need Rob to get back to being kind of freak Rob sooner than later, um, I think. So I and I just feel like every day we're getting further from it rather than closer. Yeah, and I, I worry about just the consistency of freak Rob because that, that Rob is going to show up. It's just a matter, is he going to show up a lot? Is he going to show up every now and then? Can we count on that Rob to show up when he's on the floor for at least – Half of the time he's on the floor. Those are some of the questions and concerns I have about Rob at this point because, you know, again, I wouldn't be as concerned, and I think most people wouldn't be as concerned if he didn't have this long and lengthy track record of injuries. But because of that, you have to be cautiously optimistic about when he's on the floor and making plays and doing things. And in the back of your mind, you're wondering, how long is this going to last? Can this be something that he can sustain? And only time will tell if he's able to do that. And the longer time passes that he's doing the same thing you and I are doing, which is watching the Celtics play, that raises a level of concern about whether he's when he does play, he's going to be able to give you what you need and what the Celtics need consistently. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm uh, you know, the, 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 the general narrative was, uh, oh, when Rob comes back, the league's dead. And I know, like, since then, you know, they've experienced other injuries. But, I, you know, doesn't look himself physically. Uh, and, and, again, my biggest concern with Rob was that he wouldn't fit with whatever the Celtics are trying to do offensively. Um, and I'm, I'm still not sure it fits. Um, uh, and that's – it's got to be Joe's job to find things for him to do when he's out there. Um, so if you want to talk about something that Joe can do in addition to calling timeouts, which uh, – you know, you love tonight. You got to figure something out for Rob, man. There's a there's a weapon there. There's a guy who helps move the ball. There's a guy who is an excellent passer. You know, uh, out of the you know, uh, you know, top of the key and even in the post, if you get him the ball, um, it's a guy you got to do stuff. You got you got to get him involved in some way a little bit more than he's been involved. 
But you don't well, think that they've been trying though? I feel like it, it, it hasn't been. I think been it tried recently a little teammates, bit. Right? I think a couple of games ago, or yeah. there was a stretch of like a couple of games where it looked like they were trying a little, uh, but still not not, not a lot. It, he he disappears. Those looks around the rim, though, not just a lob, right? When when yeah. you know that he's an option there because he has great hands. I've been whether it's Jason Tatum or Smart. I feel like they've been trying to get him more involved. So that's that's good. I mean, that's that, that's going to help. But obviously, this doesn't. I mean, continuing to miss time and working back in again. Like it took him weeks to get into that to that part, right? To that point where he was looking a lot more comfortable on offense. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's a big part of his uh, again development and growth is just expanding his game beyond just catching lobs. And I think we've seen that that growth of late. But I still can't recall if Rob has ever had the ball thrown at him on a block and guys just go flat and let him make a move. Um, almost everything he does offensively, it's either catching a lob or getting an offensive rebound and now looking to put it back up. Whereas before he'd get an offensive rebound and he's looking for Tatum or Brown or Derek or anyone other than himself to make a play. So he's getting better, but it, it hasn't. I, I think that the Celtics, there's some things they can do to accelerate his growth. Uh, I just don't know if they're comfortable and confident enough to do that. Yeah. Uh, one good thing, Celtics are off now until, I believe, Wednesday. Is that correct? Yep. So, yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah. Here. Hold on. Yeah. So that's um, good in the that's sense really that, good. you know, I, I don't know how close. And again, I don't know whether you guys have any inside info. Um, it really feels like Marcus is on the shelf for a little bit here until he gets right, right. I don't know if he's close or if he's doing anything, but I mean, what's the general vibe there? Um, go ahead, Gerard. <laughs> no, I, I was just going to say, I, I think that they're being a combination of cautiously optimistic that he'll be back sooner rather than later. But remember, that injury looks like a high ankle sprain. They haven't, they haven't given it that specific title but if that's in fact what it is he's probably going to be on a silent for another week or so because those those always take longer to heal than your regular traditional ankle sprains and if you're the celtics to be very honest and candid you want to make sure he just like malcolm just like rob just like al you want to make sure that he's ready to roll come end of the season and for the celtics and for marcus the all-star break can't get here quick enough right Uh, so so guys can get some of that downtime without having any games and adding more, you know, wear and tear to, to the body. So I, I I would not be surprised if we don't see Marcus uh, back until after the All-Star break. I, th- I think he'll be back sooner than that, but it wouldn't shock me if they decide to keep him out a little bit longer because, again, their, their, their whole load management strategy has been built around this concept of making sure guys are as fit and ready to contribute at a high level when you get to the playoffs. And this may very well be just another kind of uh, chapter in that narrative about this team and, and how they deal with load management, particularly in how they deal with guys who are banged up with injuries too. Yeah, I think so too, Sherrod. I mean, it, it wouldn't shock me, but at the same time, it, maybe he's on he, uh, some sort of minute restriction right before the All-Star break. Maybe something like that happens, but I mean, what's the rush? Look, the Celtics still have the number one record in the NBA. They got a little leeway. There's no rush. Top of the East. So, you know, with guys like Malcolm Brogdon in the mix and, you know, Derek White in the starting lineup and you got three days off before your next game. I mean, I, I just don't see the rush. Maybe another week or so, week and a half, but it's it's good. I mean, it's it's the right thing to do. We're still in January. It's still early. So I don't 
I, I don't I don't see again I don't see a reason to to thrust Marcus into this you know <laughs> and risk him getting that that ankle being you know worse in a couple of months. Again, that's the reality right now. That's, the, that's what uh, it is. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's I so you know I, I, we talked about it earlier, like for the Marcus haters out there, like you know these games are like really proof, you know, like they really struggle, um, mm-hmm. you know, and you really do need, you know, he's really important to kind of keep things in order and keep things flowing the way um, that you want them to go. But what does it say about your team that they can, I wouldn't say crater, but the, the offense goes off the rails so badly when smarts not, not in there. Yeah. yeah. Especially in the second half when, when you're the, the opposing team is adjusted and, is settled in and go on a huge run or something. Yeah, it's, it's scary. It really is. You don't know which Celtics team's going to show up heading into that fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah it's it strange. Is. It is. It is. But and and uh, again, it, sometimes you got to really fully appreciate the value of somebody like Marcus Smart when he's not around. Like I, I don't. Marcus is such a polarizing guy uh, because of what he does well and what he does not do well. Uh, you can see how folks just latch onto one side of that or the other. Um, but bottom line is your, your team is about winning a championship. And there's absolutely no question that Marcus Smart brings you value in terms of moving you in that direction. So, uh, And I, I think these last three or four games have really kind of amplified his value as a point guard, which might, for this team, might be greater than his value as a defender. And we're talking about the NBA's defensive yeah. player of the year. But what he brings to your offense in terms it's, of it, it might be more valuable to you than what he does at the other It's amazing the how much they miss him offensively. It really yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Uh, especially since Derek White, as a substitute, holds up holds up defensively, uh, you know, uh, fairly well. So um, it is amazing that, uh, that that's what they need. Uh, we mentioned Jason Tatum. Uh, here's Tatum real quick about the uh, the last play of the game. Did you think you made contact with him? <laughs> uh, I know I made contact with him. minutes over time, it was a blur. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know what happened. Uh, I got to watch the game, watch the film. Because everything was just happening so fast. But uh, we moved on and got the win. That's all I got to say about that. He fouled the hell out of me. (laughs) You know know what that means, right? That's that. I've been on the other end of these type of situations, and I got one today. So I'm not going to talk about it. Let's just... Let's just call yeah. it what it was, whatever. Yeah, that's a great yeah. answer. It's, it's a great yeah, answer. He, oh, it was the, a blur. The, the, the whole I gotta look at the film. That, that's a, that's always a Tatum did it in the uh, in the walk off with the network. Uh, I mean, uh, Jalen. They asked Jaylen him about it. He's like, he's like, oh, I, you know, I didn't get a chance to see it. It's like, come right. on, just yeah, just it's the best cop out. What it's the best cop out? It's not that if you if you admit it, they're not gonna go say like, oh, do it over. Both these guys said so. Like. Everyone will see right. it. Like, you know right. what it was. I, you know, it, but it is, it's pretty funny. Um, as we said, we're going to wrap it up because uh, we have, but we do have a little uh, break here. 
Um, so we will not see you guys again until Wednesday. Obviously, if there's any sort of breaking news, I'm sure we will jump in there and do it. We may do a Twitter Spaces on Tuesday with the game on Wednesday. Normally, we do those on Wednesday, and uh, we can chat with you guys about whatever you have on your mind. Um, but uh, we did want to say, once again, quick shout-out to our sponsors, Athletic Greens. Go to athleticgreens.com slash garden, free one-year supply, vitamin D, five free travel packs, the number one nutritional supplement uh, on the market right now. You can go get yourself some. You're not going to have to go shopping for a million other pills and vitamins. AG1 has it all. And, of course, save yourself hundreds and hundreds of dollars with Rocket Money. Go to rocketmoney.com slash garden. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions. You subscribe to anything that is uh, that we uh, promote on the Garden Report you will get yourself a phenomenal T-shirt. Get rid of those weird subscriptions, guys. Come on. Yep, get rid of those subscriptions. Again, the Celtics sneak it out, snap their three-game losing streak. Uh, They got Brooklyn coming in on Wednesday. We will be back for that. Of course, follow uh, Ashrod Blakely on Twitter, where you can find all of his written work as well and his personal sub stack, which you should absolutely subscribe to. And, of course, Joseph Pavone, CLNS Media, Causeway Street Podcast, Cedric Maxwell Podcast. Oh, I also forgot – yeah, Sherrod with the uh, A-list podcast along with Kwani Lunas and Gary Washburn. Uh, you can Paul find interview. You can find all of that stuff on our YouTube channel as well as a Paul Pierce interview. Just Way and Bobby, Just Way and Bobby caught up with Paul prior to the game over at the Greatest Bar, talking sports, talking about Jason Tatum. All Wild sorts of scene things. in there. Jeez, yeah. you, you guys don't know what I'm talking about. Go check it out. Yeah, yeah. All right, we will check it out. Anyway, yeah, that was the problem yeah yeah we'll talk about another time all right we'll talk about it another time anyway good night all thank you guys for hanging out with us we'll see you later